And I would rather sell 60 to 70 homes at a higher price point than 100 homes at a lower price point. Um, I'm all about wanting to work smarter and not necessarily harder. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Bob. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. What's up, real estate rock stars? I am so excited to be here today, guest hosting um, on behalf of Aaron. My name is Kimberly Meserve, and we have a really exciting guest here today. So we have Kale. He is a recent 30 under 30 winner, which is a really, really big deal. So Kale Walker, uh, why don't you just jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? And tell us about your business. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on here. And I'm super excited. So my name is Kale Walker. Like she said, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, I have been in real estate for the last three years. I've been working with my mom, who's been a really successful agent in my area for the last 25 years. Uh, we started a real estate team here 
Um, right in the middle of COVID 2020, we started a, a small team with my business partner, uh, Keaton and I, and my mom. So we have a small team, we have a full-time assistant and we just love what we do. We're all things real estate. We do residential, commercial. We can also do some property management as well and getting into more of some developments and things like that as our city grows. So um, a lot of, a lot of good things in the works right now. Okay, so um, there's something immediately that I want to ask you about. What's it like working with your mom? I'm sure people ask you that all the time, but I don't talk to many like younger agents who are working with one of their parents. So how does that work out for you? Yeah, I get that question a lot because a lot of people um, like, I, there's no way I can work with my parents. But luckily for me, uh, I'm a huge mama's boy. I love my mom. Uh, you know, she was a single parent most of most of my, uh, you know, young adult life growing up and things like that. So I spend a lot of time with my mom. And so we have a really good bond and relationship to where it works out. Um, I get to see her. I don't see her every single day, but I get to talk to her on a regular basis. And so when you have that good relationship with your mom, I mean, I don't know, it works out for us, you know? <laughs> That's so cool. How exciting. Tell me a little bit about your journey to 30 under 30. Um, it's, it's a really big deal. You and I were kind of chit-chatting a little bit before we started recording. And um, I was a 30 under 30 winner in 2020. So I know kind of what it's like to be in your shoes right now. And it's a really exciting time. So share with the audience a, a little bit about what made you apply? Um, what was the journey to get there? And, and how's it been since? Yeah, absolutely. Congrats on, on your accomplishment on that as well. Um, so when I first got into the business, I knew there was some things that I wanted to do to separate myself from all the other agents in my market. You know, we have an, in our market, there's about 4,000 agents. We have a lot more agents than there's listings. So uh, I needed to find a way where I could separate myself from other people. And I really wanted to take my branding seriously um, to try to give me that step ahead and, and um, you know, continue to <clears throat> elevate myself uh, in, in other ways besides just being a real estate agent. I wanted to give back to my community um, and uh, just be you know, the guy that people want to go to for all things real estate. And so when I backtracking, before I got into real estate, I was working um, just a regular, you know, um, comfortable job. I loved the job. Um, didn't necessarily love, you know, the pay and the schedule and things like that. But I did love the company that I worked for. And I was living in Kansas City, Missouri at the time. And I knew I was moving back to Omaha to get into real estate. And I wanted to find something that could separate me again. And doing all this research on the industry, um, I kept seeing that you really have to get out there and network. And I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but it, it ties back in. So, um, so I knew that I wanted to come back to my city and network and meet different people, but the networking events that I were, that I was attending and seeing, they just really weren't for me necessarily. And so I decided that I want maybe just create my own networking event and also tie it into giving back to the community and helping people, you know, in, 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 in Omaha, help, helping elevate the city and the people here. And so now um, I have a company that we host amazing networking events and part of our mission is to give back as well. So that's, you know, one thing that I wanted, I knew that would take me uh, to the next level of being an agent that 
um, you know, can receive such uh, an award like that. And I didn't actually discover uh, 30 Under 30 until about two years ago. I came across it in a magazine and I even circled it, circled the date on it and said, I put it on my vision board and I continue to host my networking events and, my, and, and continue to elevate my brand in a way that would reflect somebody who were previous winners like yourself. And so, um, you know, with that, well, that being said, I, I really uh, found something with my networking events and with my branding and obviously, you know, going above and beyond for my clients that led me to being recognized uh, for the 30 under 30. So hopefully that answers your question in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I want to actually dive a little bit more into those networking events. Can you share with our listeners, what do those events entail? What does that look like? And how's it contributing to your business? Yeah, yeah. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to create and I, when I when I say we I have my business partner, his name is Keaton. Um, he, 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 he's the third person on our real estate team. He just got his license two years ago, but I brought him this idea three years ago before I got into the business and said, Hey man, I'm getting into real estate. Um, I want to separate myself. I want to help our city of Omaha, Nebraska, because we are so slept on. We are so underrated, um, that let's, let's build something together. So we wanted to create something that was an experience and not necessarily just another event. Networking, the events that I, were go that I was going to and, and what, what other people would express to me what, were that these events felt like a chore and they didn't really wanna go there. They were kind of dry, like, oh, here, here's my business card. Like, hopefully you call me and you never really build those connections and those relationships that you need. Um, sometimes you do, don't get me wrong, but it, the events just weren't for me. And so we wanted to create an experience because an experience is something that you want to come back to. So our events are very exclusive. They're not really open to the public. They're invite only. Um, they're very high class. You know, uh, we you dress nice. We have local vendors that come and promote their businesses or their services. We have guest speakers. We have um, a panel of speakers, a red carpet, you know, a photo shoot area. They're just really fun. And like I said, there's something that you want to come back to and that you look forward to networking because networking, I'm sorry, it should be fun. It shouldn't be sitting around a coffee table and ha handing out business cards. Let's, let's, let's make it an experience. So um, that's kind of what, what it is. The name of it is called Rise Omaha. So that's, that's what Rise Omaha networking events are all about. Well, that sounds really cool. How do I get an invite to one of those events? <laughs> invited for sure. You don't need you don't need an invite. You're invited. That's so cool. Um, so, but you did say that it is invite only. So, tell me a little bit who who gets invited to these events because they sound amazing. I want to come. I will fly there from Boston to to have the red carpet rolled out. What uh, what does it take to get on the guest list here? So we like to grow from within. So our very first networking event we had at my grandparents' house. Uh, my grandparents have a really nice house here in town. And we had, we, you know, we want to make sure our events are, are, like I said, high class and elegant. So we invited, this was um, summer of 2019. We had our very first networking event. I just got into real estate. And we invited 22 people. 17 people showed up. And then... After that, we decided to grow from within. So then our next networking event, we had about 60 people. So we invited everybody that came to the first one, but they were able to bring a plus one. Our mindset with that was, well, 
you know, if somebody is going to um, be invited to our networking event, they're probably going to bring someone of value as well that can, you know, come in and, um, you know, be, be, a, be an asset to, to the group, to the people that we have coming. So we grew, went from 17 people to about 60 people. Um, at our second event, our third event, we grew again from within. We, and along the way, when we meet different people, it's just people through our network is, is how we invite these people. Uh, third event, we had about 150 people. And then our most recent event, and um, just a couple months ago, we had about 200 people. So um, we're going from within and people are really latching on to the concept. Wow, that's fantastic. And what a great way to just kind of build your SOI as well. Yeah, um, can, you, can you help me understand, like, how much is that contributing to your business in general? Yeah. So of course, like I started this in hopes to get leads, right? Like I wanted to meet high quality individuals that wanted to buy or sell uh, real estate. And it, it's turned into a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a group. Uh, whereas now we have a whole community of people. And so what it's really done for me, it's, it's maximized my exposure within my city. Number one, uh, I've been able to reach a lot more people. Um, and, you know, just brand myself in a way where I am known as an entrepreneur here in town, the real estate guy, the social media guy, the guy that hosts networking events. And so, like I said, it's, it's just elevated my brand so that I can, you know, uh, so that I've been able to, you know, get my face in front of more people because the more people that know you and the more people you know, you know, your network is your net worth, right? So... Really cool. So let's get a little bit more granular about some numbers. Um, I'm a big numbers person. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your business. How many houses have you sold in the last 12 months? What's the volume look like? TCI? Give us the listeners a little bit more info. Yeah, of course. So in 2021, I did about 12 and a half million in volume. Uh, I, I helped 56 people buy or sell. Um, it was about... I would say uh, 40% sellers, 60% buyers, um, give or take. And my very first year in the business, I, I, got, I got licensed in March of 2019. And from March to the end of the 2019, I only did five transactions. I was working a, a full-time job still. Um, and then in 2020, I was able to more than double, helped 25 people. Um, and then, like I said, in 2021, 2022, I'm sorry, or 2021, I doubled again and I was able to help 56 uh, people. So um, I've been able to really grow uh, each year I've been in the, in the business. That's some really phenomenal growth that you've seen in your business. What do you think the biggest contributor to that growth is? You know, I, I, I think it's just, you know, first of all, I have an amazing mentor. I think that's really, really important is finding the right mentor, finding the right team, and my mom is the perfect mentor. So I've had a lot of help from her, of course, um, you know, and then it's just me, um, you know, maximizing my brand and continuing to get my systems in place that are able, you know, that are able to help me elevate each and every year. Awesome. So let's talk some sources. I know we have these really cool sounding networking events. What's your number one source for listing leads? My number one source for leads, it comes from social media. So I have a big following on Instagram. I have about 20, 
two, 23,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, I have about 43,000 on TikTok. I mean, obviously on Facebook, you're maxed out at 5,000 friends. So I have a, a strong social media presence uh, to the point where, you know, people that I don't even really know will recommend me uh, to their friends or family. People that I've never met will recommend me. So my biggest source comes from social media, the referrals, and my sphere of influence. Those are my three biggest where uh, I get the most uh, amount of business from. That's really cool. I love seeing a lot of agents taking advantage of those unique uh, lead generation methods like TikTok. If somebody wanted to build up a social media presence, you have an amazing following that you've built up. What advice would you give to someone that says, you know, I want to get into the social media more. Maybe I want to start a TikTok, but I don't know what to do. Well, you know, for me, it's it's being, you have to be consistent on social media and finding your niche is important. And that might take some time to find that niche. And so, you know, I would say if you can, if you can just, just start posting, right. And that's the biggest way to figure out what your niche is, is you have to just start posting. I think a lot of people get um, almost like analysis paralysis where they're like, ah, oh, it's just, it's so much I don't, that they don't do anything. Right. And you know, real estate and social media, you, you really have to just, the system's already there. You just got to kind of go follow other people and see what they're doing and bounce ideas off of them. Um, you know, so finding somebody on social media that, you know, you might want your Instagram or TikTok or to look like and just kind of almost do something similar, but in, with your own twist, just study. You have to study on social media. You have to study the trends. You have to study the you know, the different sounds and the people that are successful, the people that have what you want, you just got to study them and, and get ideas. And like I said, you have to just start posting and don't care what people are, 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 you know, you can't worry about, and it's easier said than done, but you can't have that. Uh, I'm worried about what other, what other people think about me. Like we all get those, those, uh, those little scaries, but once you overcome that, I mean, the sky's the limit. And it took me a while, but once you get it, once you get leads from it, then it gets addicting. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be haters out there too. Oh. Right? Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Rent to Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and system in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. 
You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. So what advice would you give to an agent who maybe is pretty new in real estate and they're looking at people like yourself who have seen this phenomenal growth in a really short period of time, winning awards like 30 under 30. I I just know from talking to people that are applying, like reaching out to me for advice saying like, oh, you know, I haven't, haven't sold enough houses or I hadn't been in the business long enough. I'm not sure if, if I'm even going to be um, looked at as a potential uh, candidate to win this award, what advice would you give to someone who's sitting in the shoes of a brand new agent and wants to to have the success that you've had? Yeah, I mean, I would say as, as far as the 30 under 30 goes, I mean, you can apply every year if you don't get it the first time, you know, and but and you're also going to get your foot in the door and you know, these, um, these uh, realtors that are, you know, the people with NAR, with NAR you know, you already have your, your familiar face to them. So if you don't get it the first time, you know, that's, that's okay. You can apply again. Luckily and thankfully this was, I'm, I'm 29. So this was my last year I could do it. This is the first and only year that I applied, but you know, just find something that, you know, you can do to, you know, separate yourself from other agents. Like I, it goes back to that. I mean, maybe you haven't done as many deals, but you've had a bigger impact in the community. Or maybe you're doing, maybe you have a really phenomenal story about where you came from. I think there's other ways where you can just get creative with it to set yourself apart um, from, you know, the other 300, 400 applicants that are in there. So I, I, I hope that would help someone who's kind of like, well, where should I start? So yeah, that's really good advice. It's like, you never know until you try, right? You never know until you try. Absolutely. Having really doubled your business in a short period of time, year over year, I'm sure you had a lot of like failing forward moments, right? What's a a failure that you had that today you look back and you say, that was a really successful learning experience. I'm, I'm glad that happened so that I could get to where I am today. Yeah. I mean, I, I could name several. Um, One of the first couple that I can remember from when I first got in the business, I remember my very first offer that I ever got accepted. I completely forgot to write in that the buyer in this that the buyer wanted the washer and dryer. Oh, uh huh. Classic painful mistake. We've all been there. <laughs> that, that that was a seven hundred dollar mistake that I never made again. That's for sure because I had to pay for a new washer and dryer. It was completely my fault. I owned it and I, I made it right though. Um, my very, my very, my second listing, my very second listing, I, it was probably, I think it was like my, it was my very last deal of 2019. And I had been, I had done a few by myself and I I got a little bit too cocky. I got a little bit too big of a head. I didn't think I needed my mom to look at the contract to review things. And um, we accepted an offer and little did I know that the sellers or the buyers had a home to sell and I didn't realize it. (laughs) And so, 
you know, that was a tough conversation that I had to have with my sellers, you know, but again, I'm one of those people that I had to mess up to not learn how to, to learn not to do it again. So, um, you know, that was, you know, my point is like, you're going to mess up, but, you know, correct your mistake and, you know, you won't make those mistakes again if you're paying seven hundred dollars for washers and dryers. That's for sure. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes they're expensive, but we definitely don't make those mistakes again. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the market in Omaha. What are you guys seeing right now? I know all over the country. You know, some people are talking about shifting markets. They're seeing inventory start to stay a little bit longer. What are you guys experiencing out there? Similar, similar. So, of course, you know, 2020, 2021, interest rates are really low. We had same thing as probably your market, you know, like way over asking price, just insane offers, no inspections, um, all kind of crazy stuff, you know, naming their firstborn child after the sellers, all those kind of crazy stuff. So, um, our market as of the last few months with rates going down, we have noticed maybe a slight shift as well. Um, We are, I just read a statistic from the Omaha board of realtors that uh, houses are sitting on the market a little bit longer. Um, Some of them are, and they're not selling. Some of them aren't selling right away. Uh, And we also have less buyers in our market right now. So we are seeing uh, price uh, more price reduce reductions and, um, you know, instead of 15 offers on houses, we're only seeing maybe a handful. So we are starting to see uh, a slight shift a little bit. I mean, I had a listing that went on the market last Monday that I know for a fact two years ago probably would have had 10 offers, but it sat on the market for a few days before we had any activity on it. So we're starting to see a little bit of a, a slight shift here in Omaha as well. What are you doing as an agent to brush up on your skills and make sure that you're really prepared to have some of those like harder conversations <laughs> around price reductions and setting okay. expectations up front with your sellers? What, what kind of trainings are you diving into? What are you listening to? Podcasts, books, anything that um, you can share with our listeners? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think you know, the market, it's not a matter of um, if, you know, it begins to shift, it's a matter of when. So I think it's just preparing your sellers now that, hey, we're not, you know, don't expect multiple offers, you know, on on your listing. Could it happen? Absolutely. But don't expect it like you did two years ago. Um, You know, and, and for me, our team right now, we're really trying to prepare for when you can't just throw a sign in the yard and it sells in hours. Right. I mean, um, my mom's been in the game, like I said, for 25 years, you know, just, you know, five to 10 years ago, it took three months to sell a house and that time is going to come again. So what are you doing now to prepare yourself for when the market shifts? What are you doing to stand out from those other agents you know, are you on social media? What are you doing to market the home? Things like that. So we're really trying to st- step up our marketing um, and find ways to get creative to sell homes when you can't, like I said, you can't just throw a sign in the yard and, and hope it sells. So what we're doing right now is we're learning from um, um, agents that have prior experience in a market where it's not so easy to sell a house anymore. So that's where um, myself and my business partner, Keaton, are relying on my mom is because she's been through um, 
that period where it's harder to sell a home. And uh, we're really just trying to uh, fine tune our systems, our processes to make sure that things run efficiently and smooth and we can sell a home better than any other agent uh, in town. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. You guys have a little bit of an unfair advantage having your mom who's been in the industry for 25 years and seen every type of market, right? <laughs> that's a that's an awesome competitive advantage to have because a huge percent of agents right now have never been through a shifting market. So you have the leg up there with that, uh, excuse me, that um not rookie, but uh, <laughs> I'm a uh, veteran. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. The veteran experience. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about some goals that you guys have for this year. Are you doubling your business again? What What do you have set for a goal? So me personally, um, at the beginning of the year, I had a goal that I wanted to sell 100 homes this year. Um, and that is, you know... It didn't seem, it's not unattainable for me because I've doubled every year that I've been in this business, but I started to realize that I had to talk to way more people to get to that point, which is okay, but I just decided as of the last month or so that I'd rather um, have quality over quantity. And I would rather sell 60 to 70 homes at a higher price point than a hundred homes at a lower price point. Um, I'm all about wanting to work smarter and not necessarily harder. I do think you, I, I'm, I'm a hustler. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I, I love the grind. I work really hard. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I would like to start working smarter and more efficiently. Um, versus, you know, I don't think I need to sell a hundred homes. I just want to sell quality homes, um, and have quality interactions with my, with my clients. And so as a team, um, I think we're all kind of on that same page. Keaton, my business partner, he wants to sell a hundred homes. He's on, he's on a mission to do that. And, uh, we're, we're, we're getting, we're trying to get him there, but as a team, I think we're just trying to really fine tune our systems in and um, make sure the experience with uh, our customers is, is, is top notch. So I'm, I've toned it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, some of us forget what having a life looks like. So it sounds like you're really approaching this in a smart way of like, why don't I work the same amount, but make more money because I'm working with a higher price point. What are you doing strategically to increase your average price point? Yeah, so that's a good question. So, you know, for me, um, so I'll, I'll give you one example on social media, or, or just any sort of marketing that you're doing, if you're trying to target a higher price point of audience, then there's no reason why you should be doing, uh, you know, putting out a first time homebuyer video on your Instagram. Now, should you do those things? Of course. But you need, I don't want to necessarily target those individuals if I'm looking for a higher price point. So I'm, I'm starting to do my marketing towards the buyers and the sellers that I'm looking for. I've, I, I, I'm, I'm in that price. I'm in that age. I'm, I'm 29 that, you know, uh, a lot of my peers are, are buying homes, you know, first time homes, but a lot of people are also selling and upgrading because they're in that older millennial age to where they already bought their first home. So I'm starting to really focus my marketing on, you know, those first time home buyers that maybe have a, 
you know, I don't know what your market is, but a $200,000 house in Omaha, Nebraska is a great starter home price. Um, you know, now they might be looking for a 400 or a 500,000. So I'm really sorry. I'm really trying to focus on those first time home buyers that need to upsell and upgrade um, and kind of start my marketing towards that, if that makes sense. That's awesome. And uh, just for the record, $200,000 gets you a parking spot in Boston. So <laughs> you can't even get a roof over your head for that price, unfortunately. So yeah you're lucky that you're in a price where people can afford to buy houses because that's a big issue that we definitely have. What is one piece of advice that you would give to agents that like you, you kind of touched on it a little bit there, but if you were to sum it up in one sentence, what would you give for advice to agents that want to increase their price point? You know, I would say if you want to increase your price point, again, it goes back to, you know, the, you know, start targeting, target marketing those individuals as well. I mean, that's just going to be, that's the number one thing that I have is start, start to target market those individuals, whether that, whether that's mailers to that neighborhood, or, you know, if you want to start door knocking, that's one thing that I'm really going to start implementing into my business this year and circle prospecting. Um, and so that's, you know, those, those, that's the biggest piece of advice that I could say is you're, target market who you who you want to go after if it's first time home buyers do that if it's you know if, I, if it's a you know higher price point of homes then start marketing to those individuals and and networking in the, in those price points as well so yeah we we always say on our team that you get what you ask for right so it ask if you want more listings ask more questions around listings yes. if you want more buyers start with questions around buyers but you're going to get what you ask for so just to kind of start wrapping it up, I'm really curious, what are your future plans for these networking events that you guys have been doing? You built it up to a few hundred people. What's the future look like for those events? Yeah, so um, as we continue to uh, grow and expand, we want to get to a point where we are having our events like damn near at an arena, right? Like we want to have these super impactful, powerful, um, events that, you know, can help you network and elevate your life and your business. And we want people from all over the country to come in. Uh, if you're familiar with the Berkshire Hathaway event here in Omaha, Nebraska with Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett's from Omaha, Nebraska, everyone knows that, but, um, you know, we want to get to a scale where we have people that want to come to Omaha uh, to network and, um, you know, build those connections and those lifelong. So that, that's the, that's the long-term future. Um, we want to start doing some different membership type of services as well, where you can really, um, build those connections, uh, in that network within the community and have access to the people within our community. It's kind of hard to describe what it's going to look like, but that's kind of the long-term vision. Wow. That's amazing. So just out of curiosity, is it just that you and your business partner are putting all these events on, like it's, it sounds like a lot of work. Do you have people helping? Are you outsourcing that? How does that work? Yeah. So planning an event, planning events are a lot more than you'd think. So there's, there's four of us in total. There's well, myself and Keaton. We're the co-founders. We have Caleb. He's our CFO. He's uh, a financial advisor here in town. And then we have uh, Allie, who's our COO. She's kind of the, the glue to everything. She's the organized one. She's the, um, you know, she's the communicator. And so there's four of us that, that uh, you know, plan these events for, for each quarter that we have them. 
And, um, of course, and then we have, you know, different, um, people that kind of help us, but for the most part, it's us for planning those events. It's a lot wow. of work. That is a lot of work for four people. It sounds like you guys are really crushing it though. Um, what's one parting thought that you want to leave our listeners with or a piece of advice? I would say, Hmm, I just got asked this question. So I'll use the same one that I use. So in any business or, or any life, this may not tie into something that we talked about today, but I think it's, I think it's a helpful point of advice is, you know, in any, in, in life, in business and whatever it is, you're going to have challenges and things that come up. Um, but the key to happiness and, and, and success is, is learning how to um, be happy um, and continue to grind during those, those challenges because challenges in life are inevitable. Um, and so if you can accept that and work through them, then ultimately I think, uh, I think we'd have a better, a happier world if people knew you know, how to just accept the challenges and continue to, to, to enjoy life while you're working through them. So. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kale. Again, congratulations for being a 30 under 30 finalist um, winner. And it was such a pleasure getting to chat with you today, learn a little bit more about some of the really cool stuff that you're doing with your business. And um, I hope you have a really successful year. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.